You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, we are your one-stop shop for marrying a pursuit in a career of theater to a pursuit of a journey in fitness. So if you need some help training like the athlete that you are, go to builtforthestage.com. I'd be happy to work with you one-on-one on an interactive fitness app. All right, let's get on to our special guest. I was just in London about three or four weeks ago, and I've been in uh, the theater biz for longer than I'd like to admit. And I, I have, <laughs> I've yet to see, uh, to see uh, Book of Mormon. And I know what it's about, you know, vaguely. Heard some songs, but not all the songs. And then I show up and I'm like, oh, this is Book of Mormon. Oh my goodness. And then I'm uh, sitting behind uh, this husband and wife, I'm presuming, with their son next to them and then his girlfriend next to him. And just watching them squirm for like two two hours or so was uh, pretty hilarious. So I'm very excited to welcome our guest who's a part of the ensemble in Book of Mormon in the West End. They've also been in uh, Kinky Boots. They have played uh, Elder Grant before in the Book of Mormon at the Wales Theater. Uh, they've been in Saturday Night Fever. Uh, just a whole list. The Late Late Show with James Corden. We have to talk about that. I'm looking through the playbill or the program, if you're listening. If you're watching on the tube, here it is. Book of Mormon. All right. Please welcome to the podcast, Ross Carpenter. Hello. Hi, Ross. How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. The pleasure's all mine. It's a pleasure. You're here backstage in the theater. Yes, this is me. When, uh, let's see. It's Is it 3.30? What time is it over there? It is 3.49? Yeah. And when's your, when's your show? Evening show only tonight? Yeah, so we've got one show tonight, but we start warm up at six o'clock. So about two hours. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. so do you like to uh, show up to the theater early, or are you doing this extra special just for us today? 
Well, it depends. On average, I'll show up about half an hour before warm-up because I like to shower and get my hair done before warm-up so it's done by the time warm-up's over. Um, but today I came in early to go to the gym and it is Tom Zander who plays Elder Cunningham's birthday and I was in charge of getting his birthday cake so I had to go and get that. And now I'm here. So there we are. What? Okay, let's talk about the workout and more importantly, the cake. Let's start with the cake. Is the cake... Yeah. Like vanilla, chocolate, marble, is it a carrot cake? Yeah. What kind of cake? Cake is, cake is vanilla, Victoria sponge, rainbow, frosting kind of situation. Okay. And the place, you, the place you got it from, is this like a place that is world renowned? Everyone loves this place with the cakes or what? Actually, I got it from a place called Love Letter Cakes and it's an ex-cast member of Mormon who now makes her own cakes so i i went to her supporting supporting small business that's amazing uh, uh on like the similar uh parallel theme um robbie fairchild from the u.s he's yes. over, he went came over to y'all and started bouquet his flower he has flor yeah he's a florist now yeah yeah it's i think they're right by note coffee shop i think Sure. By that, the opera uh, uh, house? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, all right, it's cool. So you're supporting a, a fellow performer who started a, a cake business, yeah? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so the gym. What did you do at the gym today? Today at the gym, we just swam because I'm trying to do a day on of swimming and then a day on of weights and cardio. So today, well, today was kind of cardio because I swam, but today with swim and steam which was a bit more chill on a monday yeah okay nice and how many you did like laps or what what kind of swimming did you do today yeah i did length so i reckon we did about 30 lengths today which is about average for me yeah um and because the weather has depleted so badly here now because it's now gone from lovely gorgeous sunshine to absolute torrential rain i tend to use the steam room a bit longer than i normally would as well because my voice isn't loving the weather so did you uh, recently, like, is this, it's the weather? I was just there. It's similar to us, I feel like. So you're just getting into, like, a colder season, yeah? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, it's been a lot more drastic this year. We had a really warm October, and then it's, like, November hit, and it's, like, now full winter. Like, we've had rain for about seven days. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cold. Got it. I'm getting yeah. a little bit of the, the choppiness again. Can oh, you, no. Could you exit and come back in? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. So while Ross uh, does that, everyone, I love the swimming because there's a difference in our training. Training doesn't always have to be high intensity, doesn't always have to leave you on the floor feeling as though, <laughs> you know, you're going to need days to recover. Training a lot of the time is just about maintenance to the body. It's about maintaining uh, our, our uh, ability to perform our show day in and day out. And the way we do that is by not doing nothing. It's not by saying, oh, I need to uh, preserve my uh, energy or I need to make sure that my body is remaining as still as possible. You need to train above your show. You need to train, again, for the ability to endure and to have durability uh, while in a run of a show. And the way you do that, aside from training, 
is proper nutrition and sleep. So I love that Ross showed up to swim because, again, he's moving the body and challenging it in a different way than his show requires. And that, in the long run, is going to help him with his overall functionality of his physical nature on the stage. So let's bring Ross back on here. Hey. Hopefully our mic sounds good. It's great. I'm, I don't know. If, I hope it's on your end and not mine because then I have to apologize, no, I I apologize to you again. So, um, all right. So we're talking, uh, I was, I used that time to talk about your swim training, which was perfect. So, uh, you did some laps. You said, yeah. was that around 30 minutes or how many, how long did it take you? Yeah. 30 laps on average takes me between 25 and 30 minutes, roughly. Yeah. Depending and on how, how tired I am. <laughs> yeah. And your intensity, would you say like a 60, 70%? Yeah, I mean today. Today I was chill, so I was breaststroke today. So that was right. chill. Yeah, um, but yeah, it just kind of depends. Like if I've got a show in the evening, well, which I always do. But if I if it's a one show day, then I won't go too intense on the swimming. If I've got a Sunday where I've not got a show in the evening, then I'll be a bit more intense with it. Correct. Awesome. That's exactly what I was saying uh, when you were away. So yeah. All right, you got the gym out of the way. You got the cake out of the way. Uh, your warm up is with everyone else. Us Americans over here have come to learn that you have these uh, mandatory group warm ups. How are your warm ups run over there at the Book of Mormon? Um, so we head down to the stage at six o'clock, and we have about fifteen to twenty minutes of physical warm up, and then about fifteen ten minutes of vocal warm up. And then obviously, if there's some things that you need to do personally, you can do that after because you still have about a good hour until the show when warm up's over. Um, yeah. It's really funny, actually, because whenever I've done, whenever I've worked with American people, like especially in Book of Mormon, they're always so shocked about the warm up situation here. because they're like, we never do that. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe the Broadway performers would go on strike if they tried to implement that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You recently were in New York, uh, what, in, in October? Yeah, so my um, I turned 30 in October, and my sister uh, planned a surprise trip to New York for my birthday, which was really nice. Um, wow, also yeah. sister. Look yeah, at her. I was very lucky. Um, and we went to see Into the Woods, which was fantastic. How good was that? I mean, come on. Yeah, wild. So good. And, you know, we paid 60 bucks, and we got front row of the stalls. And yeah, so like to have Stephanie J. Block's feet there was quite something. And yeah, then, yeah, it was it was amazing. And then um, we were really lucky to get tickets for Beetlejuice because my friend Will was on for Beetlejuice, so I got to see him do that. So that was great. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed both the shows. Two very different shows, obviously. Yes. Um, everyone that's listening from the states, the stalls uh, is what they call oh. the orchestra. So the yeah. orchestra seating uh, was I I I remember from like theater history as to why y'all call them what you do like the royal circle or whatever yeah whatever else is, makes sense because uh, the orchestra seats used to not be the like the sought after seats no that was like yeah. you were standing right there was yeah, like, right the seats and yeah. uh, the rich snotty people above you would throw stuff on you maybe and all that kind of stuff yeah i think that's the premise yeah but now 
now that's where you want to be. So that's where you want to be. Yeah. See, see how that turns out. How about the uh, the cow and in, in Into the Woods, Milky White? Didn't didn't Milky White just steal the show? Yeah, Milky it was Woods? so clever. Like the the puppetry was amazing. Um, and I forget the guy's name now, but the guy's facial expressions and everything was just like, wow, so good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, New York compared to London. Tell me, yeah. who's winning, London or New York? You can honestly say it because. Um, I think this. I think there's so many similarities, but they're so different. I feel like when I've been to New York, I feel like New York takes a lot more risks with newer things in in on larger scales. Um, I think we have a lot more. A lot more of our new musical theatre is on a lot more of a smaller scale. I think. Um, but I mean, in terms of like commercial theatre and everything, I think it's very similar. Yeah. Like we have things like. You have things like the park, and we have things like Regent's Park. Um, they're not too dissimilar. I mean, I guess the audiences are a bit different. Um, I think. How about, how about the city? The cities themselves, though, just like the, the city, city of London and the city of. Uh, I, tell you, I, I tell you what, the subway is confusing. The, the subway makes no sense. Like, I I can understand that the, the London Underground at first is confusing, but I think once you've looked at it for like more than 15 minutes, you're like, I get this. I've, every time I've been in New York, no matter how long I look at the subway map, it doesn't get any clearer to me. It's so um, true. And it yeah. doesn't, and it doesn't function nearly as well as your tube in London. That's for sure. Yeah. And they're all just different letters and like, uh, just confuses me. But yeah, um, that's, that's one thing I noticed. Um, and obviously like you guys have every, like in New York, you guys have everything more in like of a block situation rather than we do. Right. Um, everything similarly to you actually, we went to um we went to Ellen Stardust Diner, which is like obviously the big theater cafe thing. Uh-huh. And we we just got the theater cafe diner open here, which is kind of like the new British kind of version. Yeah. Um, so we went as a as a group of Mormons, we went for dinner there the other day and that was fun because it's kind of like the same thing now. Yeah, I was, that also is where I was just talking about too, right? The theater cafe is near Notes Coffee and uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, I popped in. I was actually chatting with them about apparel stuff because we're looking to uh, distribute out of London. So that's on the that's in the works. It's in the cool. Works. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's do something fun before we rewind and talk about this whole thing's fun, but let's. Yeah. Let's put you on the hot seat. Okay. It's like a little getting to know you session. <clears throat> if you're, let's put some, let's put some music on too. Let's put some music on. Let's get some, let's get some hot seat music on. All right. So you walk into a room and the TV's on and a movie's playing. And you've seen this movie a hundred times. But no matter how many times you see the movie, you have to stop and watch it. What's that movie? Bridesmaids, always. <laughs> The best film, the best film yeah. ever made. Hands down, Bridesmaids. All right. Yeah. We get to look into your music playlist. Let's go with three different locations. If you're at the gym, what's your go-to song? Uh, Whipped Into Shape, Legally Blonde. Okay, there we go. You're at home and you're like maybe being lazy in the morning or you're cooking a dinner, like just chilling. What's the song? Troy Savan, Take Yourself Home. Okay, you're really good at this hot seat. Third one, you're commuting. So you're listening, you're either strutting down the street or you're in the tube. What are you listening to? 
that's a really hard one. I'm gonna go with Sister Act, Take Me to Heaven. Okay, there we go. You are uh, reincarnated, coming back to life as an animal. What animal are you going to be? A dog. <gasps> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Any reason? Yeah, just because they're the best. 100% true. Okay. <laughs> you are not an actor. You're not on stage. What are you doing? What are you gonna? What are you doing with your life? Um, I think maybe like a writer. A writer. Okay. Yeah. Like a, a journalist, a genre, a novelist. What kind of writer? I think maybe like a novelist. I think that would be me. Okay. What would yeah. you? What would your first hit be? Like, is it gonna be like a murder mystery? What's it gonna be? I think it would be. Something comedy based, probably. Maybe like along the lone Bridget Jones diary kind of vibes. Okay. Yeah. You, you're walking down the street with uh with me in London and you want to take me to a place to eat that's not like cliche, uh touristy, but something that's more a hidden gem. Where are you gonna where are you gonna take me? Probably home sliced pizza in Neil's yard. That's my that's my favorite. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, last one, favorite, let's say favorite, uh, day off activity when, uh, you don't have a show. So on a Sunday, typically roast dinner, cinema, that's like, that's the, or the movies. Or, yeah. 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 The movies. Okay. What, what did you recently see that, that you liked or didn't like? We went to see... What's the last thing I saw? It was the week before last. Is it a Disney film? I'm scared. Oh, no, Don't Worry Darling, the Harry Styles film. And? Good. It's, I guessed I guess the twist. Okay. Guess, yeah, but right. I liked it. Don't let us know, don't let us know. No. No. All right, you are off the hot seat. One of our better hot seats right there, Ross. Nailed that. Thanks. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, let's rewind you're getting started in theater or performing. When does that happen? Are you four years old, 14 years old? Um, Last year, when did this happen? Yeah, um, I started dancing when I was about seven because my mum took my sister to dance lessons and I used to go along. And I just was like, I could, I could see myself doing that. And I started joining in and that was pretty much where it started. And that was that. Okay. Yep. Now, when did you start to take it like seriously in regards to, I want to do this for real, for real, like as a profession? Um, it actually took a while because I kind of danced on and off from when I was seven, but where I'm from, it's like, it's not as, 
easy to see it as a career because I, I'm from a small ta- seaside town in Lowestoft and there's like not a whole, back then there wasn't a whole lot of information about pursuing it as a career. Um, so I took a gap year when I left high school for a whole year because I had no idea about what it was I was going to do. And then um, I was really lucky that the city college, which isn't far from where I live, was doing kind of a vocational course, um, which was kind of like a startup course to prep you auditioning for drama schools in London. Um, so I went along to that. And then I would say that's when I started taking it more kind of like, okay, I can, I can make a living off of this rather than this just being like my Friday night hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and how is that, you know, coming from a town, you said that it wasn't as common. Mm. Uh, you had support from friends and family. You were on yeah. an island. Like, how sure. was that? Yeah, my mum was my mum was really good about it. She kind of was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, then you have to you either have to go for it or not at all. Like, it has to be all or nothing. Because obviously, w- where we're from, like, we know how hard it is to get there because it's it's a big deal from where we are. Um, I make it sound like we live in a shed in the middle of nowhere. We don't. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I think like, I think we should keep it that way because it makes the story more dramatic. Yeah, it's you know? much more exciting. No, yeah. it's just it's just that I think because before then there was no TikTok or anything like that. So like, I was maybe about fifteen or so. So like, it really was had, having to trawl through the internet to find out information about these things. And you know, yeah, uh, Instagram was only really just becoming a thing then. So it wasn't like a very influencer-led thing. So it was. I think it was a lot more difficult to dig for information about things like this back then. Yeah, I've talked to, uh, about this with a few people in the arts, in sports. Yeah. I think, it's, I think the internet is going to advance the young people in skill and talent so much sooner than in the past. Because, like, when I grew up, my access to musical theater was, like, speaking of Into the Woods – was Into the Woods on VHS or Jekyll and Hyde on VHS or like, or maybe, maybe like on uh, PBS, it's a, it's a, it's a channel on, on our uh, television over here. They would play musicals every once in a while. But here now the kids, it's like, Oh, Ross Carpenter from uh, Book of Mormons going live back in the dressing room and they're just chit-chatting it up and everyone across the whole world gets to see it. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, we're doing a rehearsal coverage of whatever and everyone across the world on YouTube or wherever gets to see it. Yeah, it's right. Leveling the kids up uh, yeah. so soon. Um, when you made the the move to do this and your your mom said like, hey, you got to go, go all in, What what did that mean to her and what did that mean to you like what was going all in for you um i think it was i think it was about the time that i definitely decided i was going to go to drama school i'd selected like a small handful of drama schools and i started auditioning for them and it was like it was kind of like the if i get if i get in then this is this is what we're doing and if i don't then this this clearly isn't meant to be and my, another thing my mum kind of because my mum like is very like working class background she was just kind of like if you want to go that's great but we can't afford to pay for this whole thing because like it's expensive yeah um so it was very much like a, if you get a scholarship then that's going to be that's going to be even better and it'll be easier for you and I was very fortunate 
that I did. So that helped me with going to drama school and then made everything a lot more gradual and more, made more sense. Yeah, yeah. Sense. All right. So once you got to school and then and got out and you're trying to make a career of this. Yeah. What what are some things work ethic wise or uh, habit wise that you formulated in your day to day that you would attribute to your success of being consistent in, in booking these shows? Sure. Um, I, I kind of am one of those people that always just likes to be busy and be in work. And whether that be in in or out of the the realm that I trained in. So I mean, up until the beginning of this year, before I was back in Mormon for a little while, I did some dressing work. I dressed at Back to the Future. Um, I dressed a little bit at Magic Mike, which was an experience. Um, <laughs> Wait, I mean, there are, there are there's no clothes in Magic Mike, Mike essentially. So you must not have had a lot to do. You'd be surprised because there's a lot of stuff they have to take off. I'm kidding, um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, but no, like, I kind of, like, I guess that pride myself on kind of, like, I don't really see myself as being too proud to do things like that because I think I've, as, as soon as I left drama school, I got a job working in front of house and then I got um, a tour and then when I wasn't touring, I was working in the box office and then when I got a gig dressing before I started Kinky Boots, I realized actually that there, apart from like doing the lights or the sound, there's not much I haven't done in the theater in terms of like work-wise. Like yeah. I've kind of done a bit of everything and I feel like the my kind of like skill set is a lot broader for that. Mm. Sounds like you could be a future like uh, artistic director or producer or direct, like do you have yeah, that in your- Yeah, I, I've always been interested in writing like i said before and especially like directing and things like that i think i would enjoy that maybe yeah. maybe when maybe when my legs have given up yeah <laughs> okay so how are you keeping your legs going like what what do you practice daily uh to keep yourself feeling good um i quite enjoy running i got really into running especially in lockdown like a lot of people do when we were only allowed outside to exercise so my main source of exercise I mean, obviously, we have the warm-up, we have the show. But if I'm not doing that or swimming, it's definitely running. Um, I, I ended up getting myself, like, a profile on the NICAP, and I became really competitive with myself. Um, one, like, I started doing kind of, like, the whole, like, walk to 5K thing, which was fine. And then I upped it to about 10K. And then after doing about two weeks of running about 10, 15K, I just didn't stop, and I ended up running a half marathon and actually had the best time. So, like, like that's kind of, like, my new form of stamina training as it were yeah yeah and cool. it really worked with the show so was yeah i love that that you talked about it being a progression because mm. so oftentimes people think that they have to start with the half marathon oh god no as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to just like yeah walking the 5k and when i say that i'm talking like metaphorically as well like whether it's thinking you have to be the most in shape person from the gym or you have to book Broadway or West End right now or yeah. no, you, you, no, it's you take one step and then you take a second step and the third and eventually yeah. the steps add up to something large. But yeah, of course. So oftentimes, uh, most people are thinking, oh, I can never run 
this half marathon. No, you can't. Yeah. Not right now because no. you, are, you are where you are. Um, yeah. What are some other lessons you've learned? We're talking about a lesson right there. Like what was uh, maybe a low time? I like to do this with everyone that I mm-hmm. work with. Uh, right now you're in a show, but in this industry, we know it's not always butterflies and rainbows. We have ups and downs. First off, I, I freaking love that you said that you were dressing for um, Back to the Future and Magic Mike. I yeah. was I was talking with someone. Oh, this was back in the pandemic. They're a Broadway choreographer. Um, their name will come to me eventually. But they said, always be willing to sweep the floors. And he basically just meant by that, like, when he would hold rehearsals, uh, he'd be the one sweeping the floor before and after their dance rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And he was the freaking, you know, artist, yeah. the choreographer of, he was the, he wasn't the assistant to the choreographer. He, he was the choreographer. And yeah, he was just saying like, Hey, you're never, be- if you think you're below something, then yeah, you got some work to do mentally. Um, yeah. Totally. I think it just gives you a whole, a whole more, a, be- a better sense of being humble as well. Like I, de- I definitely over having done things like dressing have learned way much more about how hard the, the specific skills you need are for that job than what I would have done if I hadn't done it, you know? And like when I am at work and like being dressed, I still find that weird because I've done that. So like, like you said about the guy that sweeps the floors, I'm always that person that's conscious of hanging up my stuff or like making sure it's gone in the laundry properly, even though it's not really my, not my job description at the moment, because I just know how annoying it is when you're doing it for other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I also like, I like what you just said. It kind of brought me to like, when you only know what you do, eventually that becomes normal and that, will lead to you maybe, um, I don't know, taking for granted your place of like being in a special opportunity, which is performing in the West End. But because you have such a vast background and knowledge of everything else that it takes, it kind of gives you that greater understanding of this is a big deal, you know? Yeah, Um, sure. I definitely like... I know it sounds very like cliche, but like every day I'm very like aware of like my privilege because I know, I mean, when, I, when I'm out of work in January, I'm going to be doing other things, you know, and I'm going to wish I was doing this right now. So like you have to kind of tune into that all the time. Otherwise, you will find yourself regretting that you didn't in- yeah. absorb the time fully, I think. And thank you for saying something cliche because cliche statements and ideas are my favorite. <laughs> There's a reason they're cliche and said over and over and over again. Yeah. It's because they're some of the most true, uh, plainly simple things in life that right. we want to roll our eyes at. But when it comes down to it, they're, they're the most important. Another thing you said too earlier, and I didn't get to it. I'm glad that that just kind of popped in my head. You said you always like to be working. You always like to be you know, doing something. Yeah. When it comes down to it, this business or anything it's about the work right you know like it's absolutely everyone wants it to be about uh this magic thing or this secret formula yeah or i just say i want to be in the west end and i roll out the carpet and boom i'm in the west end when really it's like 
oh, you mean I have to do this boring work day in and day out and that's how yeah. this happens? Yeah, absolutely. It's the hustle. Like you, you're not going to meet, you're not going to meet people sat at home on the couch. Like you have to get out there and do it. And like, I've made some of my best friends through, through in between jobs. I've made some of my best friends. I've made some of the most important contacts, like some jobs, some jobs that I've got that have been, you know, you know, corporate or, or performing jobs through word of mouth, through friends, through other random jobs I never would have thought of doing before. And like you just said, I definitely was one of those people when I was in my last year at drama school in 2014, who felt like you just left drama school and then you became a star if you were lucky, which, which obviously is great if that does happen because that does happen to some people. But I think, I've, I think I feel a lot better about myself as a person who is now 30 to look back on like my years of having graduated and looking at all the like different colorful things I've done because it's it kind of made, I feel like a almost, oh God, it sounds so cringe, but I feel like a better person for being like, oh, like I remember that thing I did there. And like, I would never would have thought I was going to do that. And I did, you know, and I yeah. feel like I have a better understanding. Yeah, not yeah. cringe at all. <laughs> not at all. Be free of that. Be free of the, free of the cringe. Yeah, be free of that. Be free of the cliche. Embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, okay, so let's get let's get to that. So you you leave. You're done with drama school in 2014. It's now 2022. Yeah. When have, when have, when have there been times where like your uh, sorry all is well? I'm just plugging. In. Oh good, no, you're good. good. One second. I'm just gonna plug you in because for some reason my Thing is moving. There you go. You're all set. It's all good. This. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. That's that's the uh, the times we live in now. Yeah. There is no more like polished interviews or po like after COVID. Yeah. You saw people's animals. You saw people forget that they weren't wearing pants and stuff yeah. on national TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like you plugging in your laptop is the least of uh, any type of complications. But anyways, uh, 2014 to now, mm. what were what are some what were some times where you're like, did you ever think you were gonna stop in the career? Did you ever think like that, uh, that's enough? Um. I think yes, but I think it's always been a bit more fleeting. And again, like it's always been moments where I probably have had the most self-doubt about because, again, as you know, work in this industry, when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's, it's pretty bad. So, like, I think I've had those moments where I felt myself. I guess people lose faith when the work dries up or maybe the success rate isn't as big as high as it normally would be. And that's when I've really had to sit down and be like, realistically, what could I do? Or am I done with this yet? And then weirdly enough, it's not happened very many times. I've had that conversation with myself, but when I have something that has then just shot out of the ground that has then been like, Oh, we're not done yet because then I end up doing something else. Yeah. Um, which I'm very, very fortunate for. But yeah, um, I have, I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about not doing it anymore, but am I grateful that I am still doing it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to bring it up just because again, on this journey, like it's the same with fitness where you get either burnt out or you get discouraged and you just want to quit and stop. But if you could just hang in there 
and yeah. maybe you need to make some adjustments or maybe you need to turn to something different. But, yeah. regardless, but regardless, if you can just keep showing up and allowing yourself the opportunity to catch a new wave, if you will, uh, it's, yeah. it's inevitable for it to happen. 100%. I think, I think it's really hard to, to tell yourself when you've been, for example, like stood in the rain in a queue for a call and you're knackered and you've been working three jobs. You went to bed at one in the morning, you got up at five, like that. And then you got cut in the first round, but it's like to hang in there. But I think it's really important almost to like focus all, almost on like the work and not the outcome. And then while you're focusing on the work, if something great happens in the meantime, then great. And if not, it's better just to continue to focus on what's making you a better performer as it goes along. Yeah. All right. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. That was, yeah. that was amazing. And that's, uh, that's a great way to uh, conclude this conversation because yeah, if you're listening, uh, this is going to conclude the, the interview, but I would suggest you rewind about 30, 45 seconds and listen to exactly what Ross just said again, because yeah, it's about the work. And um, I appreciate all the insight you shared it was awesome to get to chat and I can't wait to reconnect when I get back over there in the March-ish time period. Yes, let's let's hang out. Done. You're the pizza place. Yes, we'll go to the pizza place, 100 <laughs> percent All right. Enjoy that cake. I'm super jealous. I hope you all no have a great show. And thanks, yeah, thanks, Ross. See you later. Bye. All right, everyone, Ross Carpenter, make sure you follow Ross on Instagram, Ross Carpenter UK. Again, I'm Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. We obviously are expanding to other parts of the world. We've already done so, but more intentionally with our neighbors across the pond in the UK, in the West End. So if you want to check us out at Built for the Stage, builtforthestage.com. Actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.